Today's bulletin brought to you by Your Sound, your community of Live 90.5. National Radio News. Hello, I'm Liam O'Connell. The tennis world has been rocked by the sudden resignation of world number one tennis player Ash Barty. Sophia McCaffin reports. The three-time Grand Slam champion says she is so happy and so ready to move beyond the game. In a statement, she wrote winning the Australian Open seems like the perfect way to go and that in her heart, this is the right moment. The 25-year-old says she's spent after debuting in the sport at age of 15 and after a hiatus returning to the sport in 2016. She's expected to address the press tomorrow. A former senior Russian official says it's a matter of time before someone kills Russian President Vladimir Putin. Ilya Pomonerov was one of a handful of Russian politicians to vote against the 2014 annexation of Crimea. He says it's likely the perpetrator will be someone in the president's inner circle. Somebody from the inner circle may pull the trigger, uh, being tired of all the sanctions and, and the humiliations and the threats that uh, they are receiving. The second option would be uh, just uh, a revolution started by people. Meanwhile, Ukraine is accusing Russian forces of blocking essential aid from reaching the besieged city of Mariupol in the country's south. The Ukrainian president says 15 bus drivers and aid workers have been captured along the mutually agreed humanitarian corridors. Supplies of food, fresh water and safe shelter in the city become Supplies of food, fresh water and safe shelter in the city are becoming increasingly scarce, with reports of continued fighting amongst residents for what little remains. Hospitalisations are continuing to rise in the ACT as 42 people remain in hospital being treated for COVID. Three people are currently in intensive care. It comes as the Territory records a further 1,314 new infections in the past 24 hours. The Tasmanian Premier has been forced into isolation for seven days after coming into close contact with the virus. He says he'll be working from home where possible, but Deputy Premier Jeremy Rockliffe will undertake the majority of duties. Former security and defence chiefs have written to national leaders demanding concrete action on climate change, describing it as a national security issue. The coalition of 17 high-ranking former intelligence and military operatives have labelled the federal government missing in action. The Australian Security Leaders Climate Group warns increasing food insecurity and destruction of habitats will exacerbate many current security risks in the Asia-Pacific. Former Colonel in the Australian Defence Force, Neil Greet, says a renewed focus is needed on the drivers of regional security. It's not climate or security, it's climate and security. We have the arc of authoritarianism, we have extremism, we have space, we have all those things influencing national security. But climate change will profoundly affect our security in the future. In NRL news, Dragons prop George Burgess has been left out of the team's round three clash with the Sharks following charges laid by police this week. Mr Burgess was charged on Monday with sexually touching another person without consent after an alleged incident earlier this month. In a statement, the Dragons Club says it's working closely with police on the matter. And 42,000 people have registered to attend the state funeral of cricket great Shane Warne. With a week to go before the public farewell, Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews says there's still plenty of opportunity for those looking to pay their respects. National Radio News, produced by Charles Sturt University, the Community Radio Network, and supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation.
Hey, welcome on on air on Line 90.5, the business of life with Mario Matt. We're gonna take it now, first song, and then we're gonna roll in a live in the Perth with our guest Dave Clay. So, thank you for listening. Live 90.5, the business of life with Mario and Matt. So, stay tuned. Call me unreliable, a throw-in, undependable too. I do my foolish alibis aboard you. Well, I'm not too clever, I, I just adore you so calm unpredictable tell me I'm impractical a rainbow I'm inclined to pursue call me irresponsible yes I'm unreliable but Undeniably true But I'm irresponsibly mad for you Tell me that I'm so impractical Rainbow, I'm inclined to pursue Go ahead, call me irresponsible You're so Jump on the internet, stream live at www.alive905.com.au. What's on at Workers? Enjoy free live music every Saturday night at Workers Blacktown. Every Saturday night and Sunday afternoon at Workers Sports. 
and every Sunday afternoon at Workers Humitus. Plus, enjoy a full range of dining facilities. Visit the website at www.workersclub.com.au for the full music schedule, plus plenty of other activities including raffles, bingo, promotions and fun events. Workers is your club. Station sponsor. Learn something new in 2022 with the Parramatta College. Term 1 courses are open for enrolment and include business and work skills, computer skills, leisure and lifestyle, languages. The Parramatta College also offer New South Wales government funded courses. Eligibility criteria applies. Improve your personal and professional development with the Parramatta College. Enroll today. Call 9687 2072. That's 9687 2072. Or visit parramattacollege.edu.au. Over the years, I've had my battles with smokes. My lungs got pretty bad. Sometimes I could hardly breathe. I'm not sure why I smoked. I just did. I wanted to be there for my kids, so I quit. I've quit before. I just kept trying. I get to see their smiles every day. Mum and the aunties are pretty happy too. They didn't want me to die from smokes like Dad did. My name is Ted. And family is my story. Don't make smokes your story. For help, download the MyQuit Buddy app, call the Quit Line, or visit Quit Now. Authorised by the Australian Government Canberra, spoken by F. Leone. Alive 90.5. Hello, hello, and, and welcome to Business Insights with Mario and Matt. You're listening to Alive 90.5 with. Business in, business of life with Mario and Matt. I apologize, I'm a little bit off the mark today. Mario, how are you today? Uh, not bad, Matt. Yourself? Good, thank you. Good, Did good. you do your haircut? Got my haircut, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm glad to get it in time, just in time. Just in time. Okay, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us in studio Alive 90.5, the business of life with Mario and Matt. And uh, first, let me introduce our guest today. Uh, there's a one guest in studio. Uh, her name, her name is Ella Staniak. She's gonna give the hard questions to our guest in other side of Australia, Dave Clay, who is uh, truly, truly somebody who you need to listen. By the way, uh, Dave, can you hear me? Here, you fine? Can you hear me? Oh, absolutely, uh, Dave. So, for the all our listeners who wanna join online, what you're doing? What's the website, please? It's a streamyard.com. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. They just need to. Um all they need to do is go onto LinkedIn, uh, and on LinkedIn, you'll see, uh, if you look for Dave Clare, you'll see that we're going live, or on your Facebook, uh, that we're, we're streaming live via Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. We're going live around every platform that we can. I didn't know you could go live on LinkedIn. Huh, yeah. News to me. Yeah, we can. All so, everybody, <laughs> please join on LinkedIn, look for the Dave Clare, C-L-A-R-E, and yeah. uh, you're gonna join live on a st- in studio with us, with Dave Clay. And uh, Dave, needless to say, you know, thank you for responding today to be our guest again. Thank you for organizing being live. And uh, you know, let's go start crunching the questions. Here we go, linkedin.com video 
for yeah, I'll leave it up for a little bit because it might be a bit the type that LinkedIn uh, doesn't have really great links in LinkedIn. <laughs> I can see it. Uh, <laughs> the irony of all that, eh? Okay, uh, what I will do, like, I'll turn the camera now towards the, our guest, the second guest in studio. She's into female leadership, and you know what the Dave, funny thing it is? I told her that, you know, you're going to do the great presentation line. Let's go go in depth with everything. And she says, I tried to connect with Dave Clare for so many years. I sent him message, yeah, yeah. And she says, like, I'm now, yes. <laughs> that's going to be like, that's interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Clay. So, Dave, let's go for the start. You know, we need to reintroduce you back to our guests. So, please, Dave, start with your bio. My bio. Okay, I'll give you the one that was written by my mother. Uh, she's the <laughs> that's always the best one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes, I'm Dave Clare, uh, a very proud father of three. Um, I would like to say that I'm world's greatest father for 20 odd years in a row. Um, no, no trophy for that. And also, I'd like to say I'm probably world's greatest husband for the last 15 years in a row. But once again, I have no trophy or proof of that. Um, I, you know, my two greatest joys in life are obviously my uh, my family, uh, my wife, and my kids. Uh, but outside of that, um, when I'm not being all those wonderful things and winning all those uh, imaginary awards, uh, what I am actually is the founder of uh, Circle Leadership, um, and our organization helps leaders evolve themselves and their businesses to stay relevant in the hearts and minds of the people that they choose to serve. Um, I'm also the ambassador for the Global Company Culture Association. Uh, I'm the ambassador for Smile Kumba, and uh, I'm an author of uh, the book Simplified. I'm currently working on my second book right now, um, You Can't Boss Someone Into Greatness. I'm also the co-author of three other books, um, and one of them is here. I thought this might be of value. Absolutely, Dave. Absolutely. Just go for it. Yeah, so Women Leading, um, The Pandemic Playbook, and Pivot and Grow, uh, so I'm on that. And also, um, Fit for Purpose Leaders is another book I'm co-authoring with someone at the moment. Uh, and outside of that, I'm a mentor for Inspiring Rare Birds. I was the very first male mentor uh, for Inspiring Rare Birds, uh, which is a organization by Joe Burston that runs all across Australia um, and other parts of the world now, actually helping female uh, leaders and entrepreneurs. Um, so I was the very first male mentor in that, which is something I'm very proud of. I've uh, been mentoring in that for six years. I'm a master mentor with Next Level Mentoring, and I'm also a mentor for the WA Police Force. And if I may add on this, David Clay, uh, he didn't mention, but I need to mention because it's it's my way to say. I asked David Clay, a good friend of mine, uh, to actually give the, his insights and uh, review on uh, my second book, uh, Price of Freedom, uh, talking about leadership, which I mentioned in one big chapter. So, Dave, thank you for that one. Thank you for oh, a lovely, lovely introduction. So, like, you know, like, I'm just sticking myself next to you. So, like, you know, looking good now in my book. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Dave, so very much. That's a very impressive. So, Dave, you can see now in the studio two faces. Uh, Matt is on one side and uh, Ella on the other side. She's very happy, excited to see you because she's into female leadership and she's, like, you know, very keen to become your friend on LinkedIn. So, Dave, let's go start. <laughs> you know, the, always this, this question I do have, which always it's on top of my mind and I believe that we discussed it very briefly in the first uh, time when we spoke in studio and I truly believe that that word is overhyped, misunderstood disinformed, misinformed and undefined properly Dave and who else better than you to define for us what is the leadership in a corporate world or maybe leadership across the board yeah thank you um, so yeah so I have what I believe to be uh, our definition of what leadership really is, and it can apply personally and or professionally. So to me, leadership's all about helping other people become the best version of themselves so they can do their life's best work 
while in your care and beyond. Okay, so when you think about that as a definition about helping others do their best, sort of be their best to do their best while in your care and beyond, firstly, you look at that statement, and to me, when from a professional or business context, it says, I care about my people as human beings first, employees second. It also in there does not say you need to have a position or a title to demonstrate leadership. So when we talk a lack of leadership depth and strength in organizations today, we might have a lot of positional leaders or managers in organizations, but I don't believe we have enough leadership in the organization. And that should be a culture where we uh, lift everybody up, where everyone's responsible for demonstrating leadership um, throughout the organization. Can you imagine where we didn't have to wait for the almighty leaders to tell us what we're supposed to be doing and where we're supposed to be going and how we're supposed to do it? When actually sometimes we might need to be the ones to help that perceived CEO or whatever the organization. Like I know my team, gosh, they, well, I was on a call with my team and they were demonstrating leadership. Our, our marketing person, she was leading the, the conversation in that space because I'm not, and she was the best one to lead and coach me and, and the leadership coaches on how to, how to market our, uh, our content. And so anyone can demonstrate leadership in that. And they were helping us become the best that we could be and doing our best work well in her care and beyond. Mm. So that's how I look at leadership. And what I, I love, I don't care what your position, rank, or file is. That's irrelevant to me. What I love about this episode, Mario, and what you've set up is that you've got two leaders, two, I would say, significant leaders in their field. And having Ella next to me, I'd love to hear her take on leadership as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Ella, now it's your time to enjoy a conversation with Dave Clay. So please, I'm just not going to go first. <laughs> <laughs> This is so exciting on so many levels. Dave, so nice to meet you. Uh, you're a Me too, Ella. And I apologize you. if I have not connected with you on LinkedIn for some reason. That's not Who like cares, that. Dave? You're not Francis, so who cares what is oh, that's <laughs> right. okay, this? Show... Mario uh, Speaking about leadership, <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is only my second time back in the studio with these two guys, but one thing I have learned is that if they don't start the show with a joke, it's not a good show. So there has to be an <laughs> element of teasing, poking. <laughs> So it, it was you this time, not me. So. <laughs> uh, look, you're you're a definitely a man of great passion and legacy. Uh, for me, a champion of feminine leadership, a champion of women in leadership at all levels of decision making. It is always so inspiring to meet and come across inspirational men like yourself. Yes, Mario and Matt, you too. Um, just uh, people who truly support human potential. And I do like to say that the conversation about excellent leadership is not about whether a man or a woman is uh, more capable of becoming a great leader. It's all about growing the internal skills of empathy, courage, conscious development, evolution on so many levels. Um, and so to answer your question, gentlemen, Feminine leadership, my area of excitement. Don't be too excited because Dave has something to say on that topic as well. I have a question about female leadership. I am excited. Uh, okay. Don't be too excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. Give him some vodka, anyone. <laughs> I, I am Polish. You're we heal anything him. with vodka, potatoes, pickles, and Polish cabbage. So What else do you need? I've got some in my handbag. Come <laughs> um, prepared. I definitely stand by a message that the feminine leadership is highly misunderstood today and there is that underlying misunderstanding of the word feminine being weak submissive unsubstantial and it is 
it is totally a time in 2022 to change that message so we can encourage women to lead from their heart, from their passion, from a total embodiment of who they are and their capabilities to lead and live the ultimate life in their career and personally. So feminine leadership for me is an art of owning your presence. And it is born in a place of complete integration of all facets of one's identity, physical, emotional, spiritual, uh, psychological, for men and women. Mm, I was going to ask that. I was, mm-hmm. was going to say, the way you describe it sounds like a manner in which all of us should conduct ourselves. Well, it's a matter of awareness, right? Absolutely. So, Dave, Dave what, is, what is your interpretation female, of female leadership? I know you, you have substantial uh, successes on that field, you know, the book and presentations and mentoring. So, how do you see female leadership in today's corporate world? Well, how I see it is that Dave, we have a Dave, wrong, way, Dave, <laughs> wrong Dave. way to go. Dave, sorry. Shh. All right. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things for me is that we need to, um, you talked about feminine leadership not female leader right and to me that's really important like it's there's feminine energy and masculine energy and um whether the world needs more female leaders or um but what it does need is needs more feminine energy in leadership you know and, mm-hmm. and i think you know as a, as a man i like to think i'm in tune with my feminine side um i look at my mother as one of my um i always used to think my dad was one of my you know with the one i got a lot of my leadership stuff for from um and I really got a lot more of my business savvy or work ethic from him. But the leadership, the, the stuff that's real leadership to me, I realized I got that from my mother. And it was the feminine energy, it was the empathy, the encouragement, the... Um, and I think that that's what the world needs a lot more. There's this imbalance between masculine and feminine in the world right now. And, you know, we don't need all feminine, we don't need all masculine, but we need to have a really good richness, uh, you know, texture of feminine and masculine energy. And if that means more women in leadership roles, then I'm all for it. You know, in all honesty, I look back, all the leaders I've had in my life that that I've had the pleasure of working with, um, most of the best ones were women. So on that that topic, just ask you, I I understood now what you said because I I didn't pay attention to what Ella is saying, feminine leadership and female leadership. So, but on that note, it's clearly the world has a lack of female leadership and feminine oh, touch in leadership and why is that is it, it's a perception of society of the females are not good as a leaders or is it still that bias of society you know women belongs in the kitchen you know all these things we're living in 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 in, in 50s and 60s um well I, I would imagine and i'm sure ella has a perspective on this that that, that would be there'd be some of that you know also male ego a man does not want to be reporting to a woman and all this crap that goes on that I certainly don't buy into. Um, but my fear, my only fear or concern, if you wish, whatever, is that I don't, I would love to see more women in leadership roles, female leaders, 100% entrepreneurs. Like, this should, this should be the time to shine. Um, but don't try to be a man or don't try to think like a man. Like, mm-hmm. Because then we have, and this is where the, there's this perception of some female leaders that they feel they have to, you know, be up like uh, like masculine energy in, in in the role. We we need that feminine energy. We need that in the role. Don't lose that to get the role or get that. You know, and men out there, if you're listening to this, put your ego aside. Like you know, this uh, you're all raised by a mother. I assure you, right? The first thing you ever had was a woman. So don't even think about the fact that because you're a man now or whatever that 
you know what? There's not looking at go, well, she's the, the greatest leader I ever had, and the very first leader I ever had was a woman. That was my mother. Dave, that leads um, to the question for me, though. So when I look at leaders, the majority of them have been male. Yeah, we're, we're now yeah. seeing a rise in female leaders, which is great. Though my question yeah. to you, and same to you, Ella, as well, like you both have mentioned, we need to be incorporating both the masculine and the feminine energy, not disregarding yeah. one and not just having the other. So yeah. how can us as males, Dave, tap into our feminine energy? And Ella, how can females tap in more to their masculine energy so that they're not leading from an unbalanced state. Sorry, did, did, did you ask how men can tap into feminine side? I Is sure did. Right. Okay. Please, Dave, you'll be first than Ella. Please. I'm very, very curious. Yeah, great question. I um, don't think so, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so You're supposed you, to put uh, your you ego aside. You want me to answer the how the yes. men can tap into their feminine energy? Yes. Yeah, that part. Yeah, sure. Um, so be more emotionally intelligent. They need to look at, embrace their emotional intelligence for a start. Um, uh, you know, a lot of us were raised, like especially my generation. Uh, like uh, I'm a one of the first Gen Xers, I think. Um, you know that you're not supposed to cry, and you know, gotta be tough, and you get you know all this sort of stuff, and like. It's all like I like I, I, I'm not gonna say I accept it. I understand that was what I was conditioned to believe and all that sort of stuff. Um, but in today's world, you need to, they're looking for authenticity. We, you know, we've built all this shell and this. It's almost like this falseness about who we are as a human being, and we're afraid to show that. And we have to put up this bravado to protect actually what's in there. Um, and for men, you need to let your walls down a little bit. And it's okay to show your emotions. It's okay, like. Hey, I'm a hugger. Like for me, I'm just like you know. Unfortunately, in today's world, that's people like me suffer because you can't hug people anymore. Um, but like you know, you got to let your walls down, these emotional um, barriers and blocks you had, and it can take time. And you need some support around that. But don't be afraid to, uh, you know, express your emotions and how you feel about things. And don't think you have to have all the answers. As the man, I need to know everything, and I need to be the one who has all the answers. And even if I don't know, I'm going to call it this. And even if it's the wrong path, because I don't want to people think that I'm weak or I don't know or you know, if I empower my team, I'm going to be seen to be weak. And like, it just, it's all crap, guys. Please, if you listen, the best thing to do is just let it all go. You are a human being, just like whether you're male or female, you're a human being. You have emotions. Um, you need to be able to embrace those emotions because those things actually, and your emotional intelligence intact with that, um, will be more important than your IQ. Like, to me, like, you need to just break down some barriers, break down some walls, and create a safe place where you can do that and feel safe in doing that. And this is why if we have a whole team, if we embrace a culture where leadership is about all of us lifting each other up to be our best, to do our best work, well, for me, I have to understand that I'm, I'm human. I'm going to fall down, too, when I'm learning to walk in a new way. And, and if I'm worried about what people are going to think about me because I'm a man and, no, oh, I shouldn't, um, then I'm going to deny my ability to become who I'm capable of, and therefore then I'm not creating space and capacity for my team to do that. Mm, interesting. And so I need to open all that up and allow that to happen. And the best way to do that is for me to tap into some of that feminine energy because the masculine energy has got me to where I am. But it won't necessarily get me to where I need to be or that's, what I'm capable of. That's interesting. That's interesting. Ella, I'd love to hear your take on how females can tap into their masculine energy. Not the necessarily the, not necessarily the male within them, but the masculine energy within them. 
Well, the sad truth is, gentlemen, that women really do not need to tap onto any more to their masculine traits because what has happened for so many decades now is that women unconsciously have modeled men in leadership for such a long time that they have adopted so many masculine traits in their behavior, professionally, but also personally, that Ah. that then became their operational way of being, working towards success. And unfortunately, today, feminine leadership, and unfortunately, it's just how it is, is all about helping women reconnect to their powerful feminine traits. So bringing them back to their natural blueprint as women personally and professionally so they can create equally great career success, whatever success means for every single and each of the women, but also have thriving relationships, thriving well-being, and feel like a woman at any given scenario and being able to draw from the masculine qualities and invite them in accordingly and when necessary. I have met so many incredible, powerful women in the last nearly 15 years in my coaching practice who have created extraordinary career success only operating in their masculine qualities. And that, again, uh, brings them to some sort of a cap on their potential. There is consequences mm, to it. Right. And there are also women who, again, it's an unconscious process, have modeled masculine tendencies for such long time that now a word feminine triggers them or even appears foreign. So it's... I will just say something, you know, I I admire that David Clay speaks about this because, you know, we are still traditional male society. And when you voice yourself out as a Dave, but David has a credibility, you know, I mean, behind him and you know he can say this for you it's much more easy because you're a female you know what i mean but when you start talking about feminine side or female leadership everybody on the paper it's clear about this you know it's great and you know let's mm-hmm. go celebrate this and whatever it is but in reality i like what david says you know if i care what people other people think you know what i mean i grow up and you know that's going to be problem for me or for them ladies and gentlemen listening line 90.5 business business of life with Matt and Mario our guest in studio Dave Clay please check on LinkedIn and join us live in studio on the TV it's a big TV day it's a great TV thank you Dave <laughs> we come back after short right yeah. all the local news and all the great music on your sound your community Alive 90.5 We are Invictus Partners, an Australian company specialising in checking software usage across the major vendors like SAP, Oracle, IBM, Microsoft and VMware. Are you looking to reduce your software fees? Are you worried about being audited? Are you migrating to the cloud? Do you need help working out your software usage versus entitlements? Contact us at Invictus Partners today before you get hit with a compliance fine. Go to www.invictuspartners.com to arrange a no-obligation discussion to see how we can help you. Station sponsor. We are the Insight Intelligence Group, specialising in Australian corporate investigations and information risk management, workplace investigations, competitor analysis, social media intelligence, reputational risk management, internal or external investigations. Professional and proactive, Insight Intelligence Group works with you to ensure the success of the investigation. Australia-wide or global, facts, not opinion. 02882 9837. InsightIntelligence.com.au Station sponsor. 
Casa. SE Timbers Castle Hill are flooring experts. Not just flooring, SE Timbers supply, install and guarantee solid timber, engineered, laminate and vinyl flooring as well as carpet blinds and shutters. An authorised dealer of major brands like Borel, Preference and Quickstep. Call 9894-6660 or visit setimbers.com.au to arrange a free quote today. Station sponsor, SE Timber Floors and Shutters, ingrained quality. Alive 90.5. We go in circles, you and me. We said the same things, but never will we meet. I know that you want to play games, but not tonight, not tonight, not tonight, just give me a taste or no I'm alive Cause I keep dancing on the edge of my night And we're so wrong that it's right Let's forget the world an Australian company specialising in checking software usage across the major vendors like SAP, Oracle, IBM, Microsoft and VMware. Are you looking to reduce your software fees? Are you worried about being audited? Are you migrating to the cloud? Do you need help working out your software usage versus entitlements? Contact us at Invictus Partners today before you get hit with a compliance fine. Go to www.invictuspartners.com to arrange a no-obligation discussion to see how we can help you. Station sponsor. McGrath Estate 
agents understand that selling your home is one of the most important financial decisions you'll ever make. With award-winning teams in the hills, their service goes above and beyond any other to create great results and lifelong relationships to deliver the best possible result. Brett Humby of McGrath Estate Agents will unlock value in your home you never knew existed. To realise more and experience the McGrath Advantage with Brett Humby, head to mcgrath.com.au or search Brett Humby today. Station sponsor. And it's 24 minutes to three on a live 90.5. You're listening to The Business of Life with Mario and Matt. And live in studio, we have Ella Staniak, but live on StreamYard and via phone, we have Dave Clare. We've had an incredible conversation so far about leadership, talking about masculine and leader and masculine and feminine leadership. But Mario, I'm sure you have a question for our guests who are live with us. No, I just was listening to conversation with Dave between Dave and Ella, and that's what uh, shows me something very important. How much Dave is 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 a great mentor. You know, I mean, sharing the knowledge, not withholding the knowledge. But then let's go start again with this with this leadership. You know, with the COVID. We briefly touched it in the last conversation you and I and Matt had on the phone, but this time people can see you, they can, you know, uh, sort of feel it, you know, the expression on your face and what the language you talk about this one. Dave, what did happen? What did you saw? What was the biggest uh, obstacle you saw for the leadership development during the COVID and now the post-COVID? Do you see the changes in, in that sector or it's remained same or people need a new upgrade of the <laughs> leadership courses or something like this? Yeah, um, that's a big, big topic, but I'll see if I can simplify it. You, know, like you have another hour and a half, David, us, so you can't go so easily from this show. So, yes, please. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm looking for the hell of insights on this, too. Um, I'm always willing to learn, so I'm interested. But, like, so for me, firstly, please understand that in context prior to the pandemic, COVID, whatever you want to call it, um, my battle against leadership was that most of what we called leadership was actually just modern management practices. And that, that you know, we really misunderstood what leadership was all about even before the pandemic. Um, and uh, that is like, you know, uh, please understand that we, we lead people and we manage resources and people are not a resource. People are not a means to an end. They are not an expendable commodity. They are not that we should have resources for humans, not humans as a resource. Right? Um, that's what human resources should be. How do we resource our humans? Uh, but we treated them like a resource. We treated them like a line on the balance sheet, or like a line on the profit loss statement as a you know, capital expense or whatever you want to call it. Um, and so all that was wrong anyway to start with before this. Um, and if anything now, uh, I would hope that through the pandemic as uh, this happened and we had to like get our people home and get them safe and do all this sort of stuff that, you know, there was a sense of compassion started to come out like, unfortunately it was more like a forced compassion. Um, how about you set them home, make sure they're safe, make sure they're okay, everything like that. Um, and then as we went through this, the uh, organization started to realize that, you know, I have to, how do I get my people to work from home and, uh, you know, get there, but then, but then all of a sudden the old way of thinking came back in, well, oh, how do I know they're productive? How do I know that they're working? Can I can't trust that? How do I know, you know, in this whole, all of a sudden there's all this stuff you can put on your, your team's computers to spy on them and, and make sure they're working and when they log in and when they log out. And, and that to me is like endemic problem of your culture before the pandemic. It just 
it just brought to the surface all the things that were wrong with your organization or wrong with the leadership style in which you had because you didn't create a culture of trust. You didn't create one where it was set up where everyone knew what they're supposed to be working on and productivity and more on outputs. Did you care more about when they punched in and out or how much they punch out? You know, and so now you're wearing, well, because I can't see them, that means I don't know if they're working. And so then there's all this, uh, so all this sort of all the holes in the culture or the leadership of the organization started to be exposed. Um, and then also people started feeling really cool about being at home and it's really nice and, and then the impact it had on their lifestyle. And for a lot of people, it was, I mean, there's some people that wasn't empathetic to that, but a lot of people are going, this is great. I can get up at seven, do a bit of work, feed my kids, take them to school, get back on the thing, do some more work, have a workout, have lunch with my partner, do whatever. And, and then also I'll, I'll throw a couple emails. And all of a sudden we have to go, how do I lead in an organization where they're not nine to five, they're not in my office, they're not here, I don't know what they're doing. And it created all this confusion and stuff for leaders around the world. And what that highlighted to me to wrap it all up is um, I've been doing some study on the future of leadership and the future work probably back in 2016. Um, I was going to speak at a, a conference, the conference didn't end up going ahead, but they wanted me to talk about the future of what, what I saw as the future of leadership. And so I did a lot of research. and what came up in that and it's funny now because this is the way it just it is what I call the now of leadership or the now of work and that is that we needed a new organizational model this top-down hierarchy I'm the boss you report to me um, boss subordinate sort of what I call an e get back to ego ego system of leadership uh, is no longer working in the world today and it's so hard to even do when you have distributed working happening anyway we have some people in the office some people at home some people at a cafe um, all spread around so you know, that, that whole structure doesn't work. But what we needed today is a uh, interdependent, interlinked network of teams that are all working together, right? So we need a more uh, flexible and agile like organization that can move with the times, not this rigid structures of the past where empires and solos, silos could be built. So we needed a new organizational model and people are starting to work on new ways to work with their teams and get everyone all to work together in all different places. Um, we need to create greater um, employee experiences. We need to make sure that people who are then like love the place that they work and let them, you know, because when, you know, three cultures, how we think and feel about things. So when I love the work that I do and I can speak that love to the market for the, uh, just the joy of the work I get to do with people I get to do it with, we need to create organizations where people can feel that remotely. Um, and then the other thing is in order to do that, uh, this whole, and this is what I'll talk about my, uh, my next book. So the reason I'm writing the book I am is because if you want to help your organization be great, that means we need to help our team be great to be the best that they can be. And you just can't boss someone into greatness. So what we need today is coaches, not bosses in the organization. And then the last thing that is obviously because of all this and what we're using today is technology. Is when you think about leadership from a point of view of our organization and making our people feel safe that the technology we're bringing in isn't Terminator to overpower humans. We're bringing technology to turn you into Iron Man or Iron Women who are empowered by technology to be superheroes and do the work that humans must do. Like, and that's, so we, the leadership today is all about how do we create those organizations? How do we help people be their best, do their best, and bring in a framework where they can bring their best self to work and where they can work better in teams where they have, where we answer to something, not to someone first, where we have all around leadership, not top down leadership, where, you know, it's an amazing, and I really love working where I'm working with the people I'm working with, even if it's remotely. You know, and that I can embrace technology that brings humans together. It doesn't tear us apart. That's my take on all that. I just love how did you say one thing which stuck in my mind. Why are you laughing, Leila? Do you know which one it is? 
I'm trying to read your mind. <clears throat> you can't. What Dave <laughs> said, it's, it's, it's such a powerful quote, Dave. You know, uh, you, you need to make this, you know, somewhere visible, like in a matrix. Uh, you can't boss somebody into greatness. How good is that, eh? When the people try to boss you to become greater. Dave, this is a, such a such a great quote. I, well, I'm not stealing it. If I steal it, you're gonna know first. But the point <laughs> I try to make that's a, such a great saying. Ella, what do you have to add on this conversation with Dave? I actually was going to refer to the same thing because it is so powerful. Um, <laughs> your even the, the book title "I Am." It, it is again so powerful to use it in leadership because people don't really listen to what we say and we want them to do they look at who we are as yeah. leaders and i feel like you know people try to parent their children bossing them to greatness but it's kids as well just look at who we are being as parents and model just that um, i like to say that there is a distinct difference between doing leadership and being leadership for the purpose which you mentioned dave it's because that present who you are being and the quality to which and the standard to which you lead by example is powerful and is very influential. That creates trust. It's like when I look at you and you are being a great leader and I know that I can trust you, I will follow through. I will stick through the tough times. But when I feel like I cannot trust you because there is a big difference between what you say you are going to do and what you execute on, I won't feel safe, I won't feel certain, I won't stand. Uh, you won't, more than likely, you will not have my loyalty, right? Whether as an employee uh, at any level. It doesn't matter who you are. If you don't, mm. if you don't wrecking, if you don't become what you want to put out there, you're, <laughs> how do I say it? Your bark, no bite. And I, yeah. When, when I see, and you see it very often, I mean, Myra has definitely alluded to this in the past when, especially when COVID happened, all these leaders and gurus taking up the space and saying, oh, X, Y, Z, do be this and that. And just, you, <laughs> you look at their life and they're sitting at home, Uber Eats is coming with their KFC and Absolutely. they're <laughs> living, yeah. living the life that they're trying to get everyone else away from. I believe yeah. that I, you know, sorry, Dave. You want to say something? No, 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 no. I just, yeah, and like, sorry, that's like you, you get dirty bird showing up at your door, and then you're like, and you're trying to present that you're this big, healthy, you know, not nothing really wrong with KFC. <laughs> I enjoy it every day. Hey, KFC, hey. beautiful. Look, <laughs> uh, look, up, absolutely. The the man with the brown bag every night knocking on the door, like you know, it's not always uber driver but he can be somebody else as well. <laughs> but the thing it is, uh, Matt is absolutely correct. During the COVID, actually COVID started very, you know, very hard. You know, I mean, it was like two weeks, you know, we're going to be back on track and you know, all this and that and, you know, all these excuses. And then, you know, the, all these gurus come out, new ones, right? And mm. it was a time of crisis. Nobody can deny there was no crisis. It was a crisis in so many levels, right? I think most importantly on the mental level. And a truly exemplary of the leadership was the people like a Dave, like a, like yourself, Matt, like you, Ella, you know, who stayed there and, and pushed people, you know, I mean, uh, uh, to become better, not to be bossed. I tried to boss it my son to become greater, and that didn't work because he doesn't understand my English. Ladies and gentlemen, listening to line 90.5, <laughs> <laughs> the business of life, Matt and Mario take a short break, and our guest directly from the Perth, Dave Clay, 
join uh, on LinkedIn of Dave Clay and you're gonna pop in into the direct how would you call this? Direct transmission? <laughs> <laughs> the stream yard. Stream yard. Yes. yes, yes. Live stream, guys. I was just testing you all of you. You'll have immigrants teaching you English. <laughs> 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 Very funny. Oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> immigrants teaching you. Ha, ha, ha. What do you think I am? <laughs> You're listening to Live 90.5, the business, is, the business of life with Matt and Mario. We'll take a short break there, Claire from the Perth directly and uh, streaming live from the Perth. And thank you, immigrant Elastania, for teaching us English. Eh? <laughs> Alive 90.5. Oh God, my God, how she get at me Either we'll never get it right or it's meant to be My ego, her pride, some recipe We're our biggest fans and our own worst enemies Ain't shy, let the whole world know Have them tuned in to the blow by blow She move, I move, let her go, I go Stir it up, stand back, watch a firework show Ayo, too proud to quit when it's broken Too into now to admit yeah, when yeah, it's over yeah, Drown in a separate dance yeah. of a notion Both in too deep to know where the coast is Surrounded by waves in the hurricane's gaze When we together ain't none of y'all safe So buckle up or get out of our way Up in smoke, down in flames Cause man, when we fly, fly, we fly When we cross the line But I look forward to it uh, Long time to come over to Sydney uh, You know, now that we're Melbourne last week, which was awesome. So my first time out of WA. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to get over to Sydney and catch up with everybody over there. Uh, and probably in May at the stage. Let's get over there for a weekend. Probably aiming for May at this stage. I've got so much happening in April, so April's not going to happen. Um, yeah. Looking for May to get over there. Uh, but it's just like, 
funeral can be a financial burden. However, have you ever thought of paying off a prepaid funeral? With none of the ongoing premiums that is associated with funeral insurance, $1,000 can get you started. Hills Family Funerals, a family owned and operated business of 35 years, can make it easier for you. Call 02-9659-0900. Ask for Richard Spiteri or speak to one of the friendly staff members to learn how. Get assistance today. Call Hills Family Funerals, station sponsor. Hexagon Home Loans is your trusted mortgage broker. We focus on providing you with personal service and expert advice to help you find the home loan which best suits your requirements. Ranging from first home loans, refinancing, investment home loans, self-employed home loans, debt consolidation and SMSF loans. With a large network of lending institutions at our fingertips, we can assist you in making a well-informed decision that will save you time and money. Call us on 1300 562 649. Australian Credit Licence 504481. Station sponsor. Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Jacob. We're two of the 50 million scouts around the world. We hike, camp, sail, canoe and climb. It's awesome. Outdoors is our playground and where we learn. From the age of five, we learn to care for ourselves and for others. And together, we develop new skills while we have fun. Scouts is less screen time and more reality. It's about making friends for life. Scouts prepares you for life's adventures. Check out your local scout group at joinscouts.com.au. It's six minutes to three on a live 90.5. Jesus, already, yeah. Time has flown. Jeez, oh my. It's like a, uh, please continue, Matthew. <laughs> You're listening to The Business of Life with Mario Beckus and Matthew Caruana. Live here with Ella Staniak and Dave Clare. Live via Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, every social media platform. And we're talking about leadership today. We have two key leaders in the field. And I'm continuing to... to I'm keen to continue this conversation because there's a lot more that's waiting for this. I'd like to continue this conversation, but... You know, let's go put what feminine on side and use male, female, or you know, we all have a consensus here, yes, because I don't know how to reach my feminine side inside of me, and I'm confused. I can tell, I know you're confused. I like to say thank you, Dave Clay, directly from Perth, streaming directly with us in the studio. Uh, so please visit his uh, LinkedIn profile, Dave Clay, and you're gonna join in studio live we are the video link and you're going to be glad you did it so Matt please continue I'd love to so I'd love to revisit something we'd spoke about in the first segment so in regards to leadership both yourself Ella and Dave you both referred and mentioned empathy now that I believe is one of the key elements in terms of what Mario was saying earlier just then in relation to tapping into your feminine energy empathy is a big part of that Emotional intelligence. Come on, Mario. <laughs> so, I'd love to get both Dave and Ella. I'll start with you, Ella. Empathy. 
What's its role in leadership and why is it valuable and key that we have it? Thank you, Ella. (laughs) I'm still breathing into this. I believe empathy is a quality which any leader should focus on possessing, (laughs) practicing, uh, executing and simply leading with. It's not a quality of feminine or masculine, it's a quality of of a leader. there are a couple of different uh, aspects that are important to touch on, I believe. It's not as much about whether as a leader you consider yourself an empathetic person or not. Do your people perceive you as an empathetic person? Because mm, it's all about that, right? If, you, if, if, if they're not feeling understood or empathized, are you really leading someone? That's right. And that comes down to so many, so many layers. Number one, again, who you are being, so your body language, all the unspoken elements of communication. Then number two, verbal communication. How are you communicating the willingness to understand another human being? But also how are you communicating company values, mission, vision, isn't walked, is it walked in the culture? So I believe the conversation is more about the perception, the perception of the people of what empathy is. And if you do not know as a leader how to be more empathetic or whether people perceive you as, go and ask for feedback. Ask your people, ask for advice. What do they need from you? What is necessary in the critical, difficult times? We should ask our leaders, employees for the feedback. Trusted people. People Wasn't who you trust people, in your Dave, network. You don't go to the leaders, right, and ask, employee doesn't go to the leaders and ask for feedback. All leaders go to the employees. If as a leader you are questioning your ability to be empathetic and whether your people in company perceive you as empathetic, go get help from wherever you need to, from support person, from a from a coach, from a therapist, from your trusted personal network and grow that skill. It's necessary. There's no shortcuts. You must. As a leader, you must find that out. And yeah, I am a big believer that people in organizations should be heard in that context. So ask ask people, survey people on a regular basis. Are they comfortable in the workplace? Are they being looked after by the workplace? Are their needs acknowledged? All that mm. truly draws to demonstrating empathetic behavior from leadership all the way through organization. Dave, I'd love to get your take on that. Yeah, absolutely. I think like, I love what I had to say there. It's really... Uh, Really powerful. I guess to me, when I think about empathy, first is really getting clear on what is, what is empathy. Um, and the, 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 uh, I learned from a good friend of mine who's an AI expert, and Amy, and she said that most people think empathy is like putting yourself in their shoes, right? Um, you know, and really what she's she describes empathy as is putting yourself in the emotion that that person's feeling at the time. Remember a time when you felt the way that they're feeling, and how did that feel to be in that space, right? And be empathetic to that. Um, like to me, that's where empathy is displayed best. Um, also, there's a misconception around empathy means if I have to empathize with you, means I have to start to agree with you. I can totally disagree with what you're saying and still be empathetic towards what you're dealing with. Right? Um, so to me, like that's uh, like ability to demonstrate empathy is to make that person, you know, know that you you, you can understand what they're feeling. Uh, like I don't have to agree with why or how or anything like that, but I, I can empathize with the way they feel about this situation. And to me, right now in the world, I, I did a thing a little while ago 
um, is that you know compassion and kindness, which to me would be ingredients in terms of being demonstrating empathy, is actually just being compassionate and kind to other human beings. That everyone's going through some stuff right now, um, whether it's pandemic or whatever it is. Like the world's upside down right now, and everything's uncertain, and everyone's dealing with it in their own way. So let's be empathetic, or what I, you know, for me, compassion or kindness to that. Um, now, when it comes to um, feedback, in from a leadership point of view. Um, you know, I think we should be seeking feedback as much as possible because how am I supposed to get better and become the best version of myself and do my life's best work while I'm in your care and beyond if I'm not getting feedback from 